Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, March 27th. A lot to talk about. We had an exciting day yesterday with some moves made in the NFL that's going to affect the upcoming draft and the order of which it's going to be conducted. Uh, The Rays are still down in Port Charlotte getting ready, but they have some big shoes to fill. The Bucks making all the right moves right now. The Lightning, bad game, but they'll rebound. And of course, March Madness. The number here is 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to get the show started on Power 90.1. David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I only owed a few thousand, but each time I got a letter, it was worse. I was going to lose everything, my savings, my house. And after this year, it was out of control. Then David called the tax experts at Get a Tax Lawyer. Get a tax lawyer can help settle the debt and get you a fresh start. Don't mess with the IRS. Call 800-654-9116. 800-654-9116. That's 800-654-9116. Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Again, the email here is sports at power901.com. Phone number is 877-448-7901. Welcome back to the Jimmy B Sports Show. want to start off with some news that may not be the best of news for Rays fans. Uh, we found out yesterday that our reliever, Nick Anderson, he has a partially torn ligament in his pitching elbow. And he's going to be out most likely at least 60 days on the 60-day IR right now. And it looks as though he'll be out at least till the All-Star break, according to some multiple reports with the team. Uh, he's not going to have surgery, they're saying right now. But of course, if you've been following the Rays, you know that Anderson's been a key component of the, uh, the Rays' bullpen since he came up here from the Marlins in July of uh, 2019, I think it was. He had a good year last year. He went 2-1, and one, .55 ERA, six saves, uh, 19 outings in the pandemic-shortened year. And then he, uh, he made, I believe, 10 appearances in the team's 20 postseason games in the playoffs. Uh, he's having a rough, obviously, he had a rough spring training that's over right now as we speak, but he faced a couple people last week against the Pirates, I believe he gave up four hits in the first six batters that he faced. Uh, he had like a 5.52 ERA. So something was definitely wrong. He felt some stiffness, they said. And um, upon further review, they found out that he does have um, a torn ligament that's partially torn. He's going to have some time off. So the Rays need to find a closer. We don't have a closer per se designated at, at this point. I don't believe we had a closer per se last year, if you want to look at it that way. But the way it stands right now, we do have to go out and find someone uh, that can close the door on the teams uh, late in the game. As far as the outlook for the Rays, we talked about that a little bit the last couple of segments. Um, they're trying to find the rotation both on the mound. Uh, you know, I know when you talk about uh, some of the starters there, we did get Chris Archer. We have Rich Hill. We picked up Colin McHugh, Michael Walker. So those guys are going to be going out there and 
Uh, of course, we have glass now as well. So I think that if you look at the whole scheme of things right now, the Rays are trying to put together uh, a lineup, fill some spots, make sure that all the bases are covered, so to speak. Our defense is typically one of the best every year, and it won't be any difference this year. It's just amazing, uh, just about going out there and you know, playing the game, getting that continuity, getting those bats um, ready to go. And, um, you know, maybe look about stealing some more bases. We did finish fourth, actually, in the AL last year with 48 stolen bases. It was among the top in the league, and uh, we were the league's top defensive team. So when you look at that, there's not really a lot of gaps, I think, to be filled for the Rays. However, one of the things that still kind of sits a little bit uh, wrong with me was Looking back last year at the uh, the World Series, what happened there in Game 6, you know, year in and year out, don't get me wrong, the Rays, they're one of the most uh, innovative, progressive, if you will, you can say overperforming franchises in, in all of baseball, and for that matter, all of sports, if you want to say that. What's, what I see, though, and it's not just the Rays, but other teams in general, I think you're starting to see analytics taking over sports and nothing is more uh, so in that case than in major league baseball you have coaches out there who are you know all kinds of stats there's always been the manager made the decisions and sometimes he would you know get the input of his um, uh, managers on the bench and uh, and whatnot, but more and more, it seems as though the analytics has taken over the place of, I don't want to say common sense, but things, decisions that were made three, four, five years ago on the spur of the moment are now being second guessed and, in my opinion, overlooked in some situations. You know, we can go back and rehash what happened last year, game six of the World Series, with Snell being taken out after 73 pitches. I think we've already you know, beat that dead horse a hundred times. So not going to really go there right now, but obviously it was a wrong decision. And, um, no, ironically that was Nick Anderson that it came in now that I think about it. Um, but when you look at what's going on right now, I don't want that the team, I don't want to see the sport for that matter, become, uh, something just as so systematic from a computer that that's a overtaken, the natural aggressiveness of the players. Like I said, I mentioned the stolen bases. That's what we want to do. We want to go out there and, and and get more people to cross the plate. And how do you do that? We left a lot of people on base last year, a lot of runners in scoring positions. Maybe we, you know, again, if you look, I'm sure analytics played a part of when someone should steal, when they shouldn't steal. The pitcher, is is he a you know, lefty? Is he a right-handed pitcher, obviously? A lot of time in the windup. Is he, is he pitching from the stretch? What's his history been going over the first? And yes, you know, Cash has taken you know accountability both internally and externally, I believe. And, you know, I, I don't think that uh, you can put all the blame on him. Actually, he should get all the credit um, for the job that he did last year, and he did so. He was manager of the year, and deservingly so. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to um, talk negatively about um, the cash or the raise, but I am a little bit uh, 
touching on the subject of overemphasizing the exit velocity of a batter hitting the ball and what that means to the um, next player at the plate and what the pitcher needs to do. So I would say that you want to get back more to the old way of playing ball and going with what your gut is telling you on any given day. You know, and, and again, it's a matter of you have to have the players to be able to go out there and play. If you want to compare, um, if you want to p- compare salaries or payrolls, the Yankees uh, they had two hundred and fifty-eight million dollar payroll last year, compared to our seventy-five million. Now, because of the coronavirus and everything that's going on, the lack of revenues, uh, both teams, both us and the Yankees, have cut their payroll. Proportionally, the Yankees from 258 million down to 205 million, and we went from 75 down to 60 million. So, you know, going back to going out there and getting a closer, that's going to come into play because any time that you have to go out of your team and maybe pick up a closer, that costs money, and the Rays have a propensity of not wanting to spend any money in order to get better. We really Uh, concentrate on our farm system, which again is one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. So there's nothing wrong with doing that. But every now now and again, you have to go out there and spend some money to be able to get to that next level, in my opinion. So I think overall, if you look at the Rays right now, of course, the season hasn't even started. So we're going to pay a lot of attention to what's going on in the next couple of weeks. Get ready for uh, opening day. We'd love to hear your comments. 877-448-7901. I promise I won't talk much more about cash in the upcoming um, segments about anything with that game of game six last year. But I just wanted to reiterate it one more time because, like I said, as, as analytics get more complex and get more into the game of baseball. I don't want it to take away from the game of baseball. I want the game to be played the way that it has been all these years. And it has been with great success. There's a level of purity to true baseball fans. And, um, you know, I hopefully that that stays intact. We'll be right back to continue the show. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power at 90.1. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 
800-943-2195. That's 800-943-2195. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. We're going to talk about the blockbuster moves that some of the NFL teams made yesterday. But before I get to that, I want to touch on the Lightning. Uh, the Lightning were on a roll. They had won five games in a row, six out of their last seven until they ran into a little snag on Thursday night against uh, the Stars. So uh, they're still in first place, 24-7 and seven record, 50 points overall. They did look very lackluster in the game, uh, but you're going to have that. You're not going to win every game, and you know even Vasilevsky, who looks unbeatable so many times, is going to have an off game once in a while. Uh, the Stars, they've played them, I think, five times already this year. So, you know, I don't think the motivation was really there for that game. But they do play the Hurricanes tonight. Look for them to rebound. I believe it's a, a 7 o'clock game. And um, I don't see any reason uh, to just let one game get in the way of what's already a great season. So, uh, again, I'd love to hear your thoughts about the Lightning. We'll be talking more about them. Uh, as, uh, as the weeks go by here, the number here is 877-448-7901. Want to shift gears a little bit from the Lightning over to the Bucks? I'll tell you what, the Bucks have made every right move that they've needed to uh, since last year's offseason. Whether it be the acquisition of the people that uh, took them to the Super Bowl i.e. Brady and Fournette, um, up and down the line. Or then you had the season, they made the corrections, they grew as a team during the year. We all know how the end result turned up winning the Super Bowl. And then we fast forward to this year's offseason, and I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, listen to this stat. They have returned... All 25 of their starters back from last year's Super Bowl winning team. That hasn't happened since 1977 with the Raiders, I believe. That's back when Stabler was playing. I think Madden was coaching back then. So they just signed Fournette to a uh, contract, a $4 million contract, one-year contract. I was surprised at that because I thought that he would be one of the people that uh, they could potentially lose, but he really turned it around again towards the end of the season. You know, he sat down and had a meeting with Arians, and from there on, um, you know, Jones kind of sat on the on the uh, sidelines, and Fournette took over playoff time. Whether his I don't know attention span was better or uh, more focused, I think he had like eighteen out of twenty one. Passes thrown to him that he caught, and he was just a very integral part of that team with the success that they've had. So they have, like I said, all, all 25 starters coming back, and in my opinion, they've, they've strategically have done everything right in this offseason. I mean, I don't know what more they could possibly do. And the thing is, when they, uh, last year at this time, when they were going through um, the offseason acquisitions and uh, some trades and getting ready for the draft where we got, of course, worst in the first round, um, the offensive linemen. What, what they were, when they were going through all that, 
they thought that it would be a two-year project. Um, you know, of course, you get all these players, and then it's going to take a while to be able to mesh, to get to know each other, learn a system, especially when you have a quarterback coming in that has to learn a whole new system. It's going to take some time. So they really thought that 2021 would be the year where we really go out there and excel and have a chance to uh, have the successes that we had last year. So right now it's just more of consistency, continuity, and, you know, draft draft for depth, if you will. Uh, we have the draft coming up. Of course, we have the 32nd round pick. So, um, you know, we don't have that um, ability to get someone higher up at this point. But like I said, right now, very happy with what the Bucks have done in the last year. You couldn't have asked for, in my opinion, anything better, any better moves during the offseason, the regular season, the playoffs, and then again, the offseason. So I'd love to hear your comments on that. 877-448-7901. Along the same lines of the football, if you were paying attention yesterday, there was some blockbuster moves. Um, Yesterday afternoon, Miami moved with San Francisco and Philadelphia to pick up an additional first-round pick in the process. So, so what happened was that um, San Francisco has been talking to a lot of people in the last several weeks about um, Garoppolo and about moving up into the into the draft. Um, so, what they did, they were able to work a deal with Miami. Uh, sending a couple first-round picks to Miami, and uh, they now have the third pick in the first round. So if you look at the first pick this year, obviously you're going to go, you have Trevor Lawrence is going to be going um, to Jacksonville, barring any you know unforeseen circumstances. So it's been a, a, a crazy year with quarterbacks, the carousel, you know, going back and forth with Wentz and Goff and, and a couple other people that we'll talk about. But if you look at what's going on in the last 48 hours here, or 24 hours for that matter, um, the, the, the big Miami has really improved themselves. So by them doing what they've done, they're committed to building around Tua down there right now. And, you know, they're going to be able to pick up a, a great receiver. Uh, the defense that they already have is just a, a plus for them right now. And again, what that does for San Francisco, you have Garoppolo, who they are saying they're not going to trade. But all of a sudden, you don't, you don't switch positions from a, a 12 to a 3 without wanting to pick up a quarterback. Because the first first three or four drafts are going to be quarterbacks. So when they say that Garoppolo is going to stay right now and uh, he's not going to be traded, I take that for what it's worth, but I wouldn't hold that as um, anything written in stone at this point because I think that they would be smart to be able to package him and um, you know see what they can get. And I'll tell you what, don't forget, when we talk about the, the quarterbacks, besides Trevor Lawrence, we have Zach Wilson, who most likely is going to be going to the Jets. So 
but after him, you have Justin Fields. San Francisco, is that the pick that they want? They want an athletic quarterback, uh, someone out of Ohio State that can, uh, if Garoppolo does stay, learn the system, maybe have more of an athletic ability when you need to have someone come in. Uh, is that their game plan? Or you have Trey Lance. You have the, the, the quarterback there. Um, is he going to come in and, and you know take the place of Fields as a third pick, or is he going to go to the fourth pick to Denver? So it, it's really crazy of, of what's going on in the NFL right now, and it does kind of changes uh, a lot of the strategies going into the draft. The Eagles um, went down to the um, from the sixth pick down to the twelfth pick, uh, so they're committed. By them doing that, what that tells me is that they're committed to Jalen Hurts being their uh, starting quarterback, and um, they'll be able to pick up a receiver, most likely someone like uh, a Jalen Waddle, maybe out of Alabama. Uh, I think that they'll get someone for Hurts to be able to have some weapons to use. But what the Eagles did well was they're able to secure two number one draft picks for next year's draft. So they're sitting pretty good as far as that goes. That was part of the trade with the other two teams, with Miami and San Francisco. And don't forget, with Wentz going to Indianapolis, that was all part of a deal where if Wentz takes 75% of the snaps or more, then the second round pick that they traded him for becomes a first round. So Philly could actually have three first round picks next year if uh, things worked out that way for them. So no, we'll see what happens with that. It's, it's very interesting. And don't forget... All those quarterbacks that we mentioned in the draft, we still have Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson sitting on the sidelines, um, you know, waiting to see what's going to happen. You know, the, the, the story with Watson, uh, all these you know, allegations and um, people are accusing him of some things off the field. Uh, we're going to see what, how that plays out. Will that affect where he's going or teams being willing to take a chance on him right now? Um, I don't know. We're going to have to wait to find out, but he's going to be going somewhere. He's going to be playing somewhere, I would imagine. Um, Russell Wilson is the other fly in the ointment right now, saying that uh, Seattle's, of course, they're saying they want to keep him. He's not going anywhere. Um, Wilson has named a couple teams that he may go to. I think that Miami should really, with all the, the picks that they have this year, they should package the picks, maybe Tua, get that out to Seattle, get Russell Wilson down there in Miami, and all of a sudden, they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender, in my opinion, if uh, they would do something like that. So uh, it's really a carousel with, with everything in the NFL right now, and it's really been crazy the way that uh, things turned out, especially in the last 24 hours. So we'll wait and see what happens. I'm sure there'll be more updates between uh, now and the next time we talk. But your comments, 877-448-7901 or sports at power 901. We'll be right back to continue the show. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1.
The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at thepropertyshopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. This is the Above the Rim session. And of course, nothing makes more sense to talk about March Madness in the Above the Rim session. How are your brackets doing? Hopefully better than mine. Man, I had Illinois going all the way. And of course, that got blown out of the water. I had Purdue in a Final Four. I also had Texas in a Final Four. So uh, not really looking good for me in my brackets. I, I do have Gonzaga left, so maybe they can get to the final game and you know, get me some points. Um, we'll see what happens. But a couple upsets, huh? Unbelievable. Of course, there's the, five, the Sweet 16 right now. There'll be four games today and then four games tomorrow. Uh, today's games, you have Oregon State playing Loyola. You know, how many times do you see Loyola favored in a uh, Sweet 16 matchup? Well, they are today, that's for sure. So, um, you know, they'll be playing number 12 seed Oregon State. After that game, uh, there's going to be uh, Villanova will be playing one seed Baylor. Nova's a five. They survived the first two games without Gillespie there. They got hurt. So Jay Wright is doing a great job with Nova so far. Um, it will be very interesting how they're able to uh, play against Baylor, who has been one of the top one or two teams in the country all year long. They look pretty good in the tournament so far. So that should be an interesting game as well. Uh, you also have uh, at 7.30 today, you have Oral Roberts against Arkansas. You look at Oral Roberts. I mean, look who they beat. I think they, they not I think, I know that they beat Ohio State and then um, they also beat Florida. So they took two teams, uh, one from the Big Ten, one from the SEC. They've got a heck of a backcourt there and they'll be having their hands full today uh, when they're playing Arkansas. Arkansas is a three seed uh, in that South Bracket. We'll see what happens with that. And then the last game will be um, Syracuse and Houston. Syracuse, of course, with Jim Beheim and his son there, Buddy Beheim, leading the way. Another Sweet 16 appearance for Beheim. They'll be playing number two, Houston, who is, um, you know, Houston is a very solid team all the way around. It should be interesting to see how they. Uh, go out there and handle the 2-3 zone that Syracuse ultimately throws out at you. Difference being, most teams, when they put a 2-3 zone, they want you to beat you with the outside shot. Syracuse does it in a way where uh, they actually go out there and defend the three-point shots as well. So it'll be uh, fun to watch that game. That'll be the last one. And then tomorrow... We have number one, Gonzaga, playing number five, Creighton. Uh, that's a two o'clock game. Gonzaga looks like the number one seed in the country that they've been all year. Uh, they've got some players that 
can definitely fill it up. And I think that uh, they are the, the team to beat at this point, especially with uh, Illinois being out of the mix as we speak. So I think that um, Gonzaga should have their way with, with Creighton, I would imagine. The game after that will be at uh, 5 o'clock Florida State with Michigan. Hopefully Florida State can represent um, the area and put up a good show against Michigan. You know, anything can happen. I think Michigan will be slightly favored in this game, although, you know, Florida State definitely has the ability to win this game and, and the Elite Eight and get to the Final Four. Uh, they have that ability. Hamilton's done a great job. So I think that we'll see, um, you know, how that turns out. And that's going to be followed by Alabama as the two seed in that region against UCLA, who was a surprise winner in the first two games last week. So uh, most likely Alabama should uh, prevail on that one. And then the final game of the day will be number seven seed Oregon against six seed uh, USC Trojans. So uh, a full slate of games today and tomorrow. And then you have the Elite Eight on Monday and Tuesday, which will narrow it down to the final four. They did the format different. Usually in the past years, it's been a Thursday, uh, Saturday, and a Friday, Sunday format. Uh, this year, with the late start uh, with COVID last week, uh, it, they're now extending it. So they have this week will be today and tomorrow, and then Monday and Tuesday. So it should be a great weekend of basketball. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Let me know. 877-448-7901. Is your team still alive in the brackets? Um, hopefully you're doing better than I am. Let me know who you think with these 16 teams left. Who is your Cinderella team? Is it a uh, Oral Roberts? Is it a Loyola? Um, now perhaps it could be USC or UCLA, one of the other California teams. Or are you going to go with the favorite, Gonzaga? Then after Gonzaga, you have a Michigan still a one seed or a Baylor. Would love to hear what you have to say. Sp email me, sportsatpower901.com. Unfortunately, the time flies during the show. That's all the time we have for this week. But um, next week, we'll be talking more about the Final Four, talking about the Lightning and another winning streak and uh, see who the Rays pick up as a closer there in lieu of Nick Anderson getting hurt. So love to, love to have your feedback. Like I said, the number here is 877-448-7901. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You've been in the gymnasium. My name is Jim Barron. I've been your host. I look forward to talking to you next week. Remember, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So keep shooting. Stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. Talk to you next time on the Jimmy B Sports Show.